0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Colony Drop, a Gundam podcast. My name is Brian.
1: And my name is Isaac. This is your favorite Gundam podcast where we talk about everything Gundam, from Gunpla to the movies, anime series, manga, really anything Gundam-related, any Gundam concepts. Right, Brian?
0: That's right, and that also includes something that we've not done before, but we're going to do it today for the first time, and that is a series pitch, like a create-your-own series So Isaac has a idea that he has cooked up in the back of his mind over dinner, as I understand (laughs) it, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to see if we can flesh it out a bit and see where we can take this. What is it, Isaac?
1: Let me back up a bit, Brian. Like like an angel appearing to a prophet from the Bible. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This story struck my brain at my house in the kitchen when I was making salmon while watching the Snyder Cut of Justice League. (laughs) Um... (laughs) spoiler alert, uh, there's this scene at the end where the Flash goes back in time. And I thought to myself, huh, that's interesting. He pretty much created a new timeline. Could that happen in Gundam? And so I thought, yeah, why couldn't you have like a series where they kind of go and look at alternate timelines? So I thought to myself,
0: that'd be a cool side story idea. You know, something called like Chrono Gundam. So... That's about as much as Isaac told me about this idea. I think maybe we traded what one <laughs> or two other texts on the idea. A, cou- a
1: couple texts, yeah. Right. Here or there. But
0: my point is the 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 idea has been ruminating in my mind now for a week and it's been ruminating in in Isaac's mind for a week separately, right? Like we've not really Right. talked about it. So I'm curious to see where where <laughs> our minds took this idea, if they went in drastically different directions, or or if they converge in in, in what areas. Interesting. So the first thing I'll say, Isaac, is normally I'm very wary of stories that involve any of the following. Time travel, alternate dimensions, going to hell or heaven, (laughs) bringing characters back from the dead. Oh, you must hate comic things because they do that all the time.
1: (laughs) everyone in the comic any everyone in any comic hero or villain has been killed and brought back to life <laughs> multiple times. There's no penalty or danger to death at all.
0: <laughs> you you're 100% correct about that. I think my point is it can go very poorly if it's not handled well. And I think you see that in comics all the time where maybe some time travel stories are classics like Age of Apocalypse. But maybe other time travel stories are terrible and people never talk about them again. But I think in this instance I would make an exception because I think this series, and I don't know how you envision this, but I think this series would be a great, like, 50th anniversary celebration for the Gundam franchise. And it would also be a great way to indirectly adapt Giren's Greed to some extent, and which Whoa. makes which makes perfect sense given that you thought of it since Giren's Greed and alternate futures and pasts and... And what ifs are kind of some of your favorite things so is that how you see this series or I don't know what that's my high level pitch right. on this series if I was if you were sitting in sunrise I would pitch this as 50th anniversary where we need to see a bunch of different stuff um, and, and relive Aww. things in a, in a in a different way but yeah I don't know tell, tell us about Chrono Gundam, Isaac what what do you want to accomplish right. with this series give us the pitch here I'm the Sunrise executive I'm wearing a suit <laughs> over here I got a blank checkbook. And, uh, and I'm going to write you a number. All right. Well,
1: we'll first say Domo. Thank you for your time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> happy to be here. All right. Chrono Gundam, just kind of the, the filler name. We'll work out the actual name later. Maybe Chrono Gundam will stick. I don't know. But I would see it more as like a side story that kind of gives us a, um, a parade of episodes that show us alternate timelines in the UC. So my my idea is it happens in the UC maybe even during the one year war at some you know research part of space. There's going to be a Gundam, a Chrono Gundam, and then an accompanying you know Pegasus type ship. Now, what makes them travel through time isn't they you know they don't run across a black hole or anything weird like that, a wormhole, whatever. Instead, we have what is maybe the greatest um, unobtanium phlebotinum whatever <laughs> in in science fiction which is the monosky particles and monosky physics right yep you, wh- whatever we want monosky seems to be able to do right we there's there's shields from monosky particles monosky particles help you uh you know generate uh, propulsion systems they they can cloud where you are and from sensors they do so many things so in the same vein of thinking In the storyline, we have a type of engine that can somehow, you know, approach the speed of light or something like that. It's able to uh, approach such insane speeds that it starts doing unusual things to time and space. You know, that that type of science fiction hand-waving away of what's actually happening. So the crew, which is all, you know, test scientists and test pilots and the type of people working on not the front lines, but rather this project for the the Federation to maybe develop an engine that lets them zip around the earth sphere much faster so they can respond to threats like Xeon way, quick, way quicker. What this does though is during a test maybe things go wrong or horribly right depending on how you look at it and the Gundam and the ship move through time into an alternate universes and I was thinking maybe each episode every few episodes they kind of do a jump, somehow they charge it either with the sun or something like that but whatever they're doing it, it can't be an instant jump and the overall plot is them trying to get back to their time so what we see are alternate universes where our favorite characters from the UC and the different factions from the UC, we see them in uh, much different scenarios like maybe there's a scenario where, uh, you know, Zeon won the one year war so they they jump in and, you know, Garen's running the show and earth and the the colonies are in this horrible eugenics program it didn't even cross my ri- my mind to do a giren's greed Gearin's ambition all those alternate timelines but you know that's something we can definitely do that content really is already there in the game you know it wouldn't be too much of a far-fetched uh, idea to do it we could see you know what what the earth tree would be like with the titans victorious or or being led by a, a villainous Amaro, you know the personality changes and stuff in these alternate timelines or what if the uh, the Crossbone Vanguard was successful at uh, the frontier side, and they end up using the bugs against Earth? What would that that universe look like? So, it's really about the journey, I guess, of the Gundam, the Chrono Gundam, its crew on the uh, the Pegasus, all of them trying to get back to the regular UC timeline rather than these alternate UC timelines. I imagine as a side story because I wouldn't want them to. I don't know, I think a lot of episodes, you know, 50 plus, 60, jumping through time would be a bit much, but a small series in the teens or low 20s, or something like that, as a side story, would be a a much better ride. And that's what I got.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Got it. Okay, so I have created a set of probing questions for Isaac on this pitch before I sign my check. Probe me, Brian. (laughs) My big sunrise checkbook, uh, which is in yen, looks like. Oh, yeah. Give me those yen. <laughs> so, one of the first questions I was wondering to myself about this series Isaac is what year it would be set at in the in the UC. I was assuming later huh. given given that Minofsky tech would maybe need to advance a little bit further than where it was at the one year war. That uh, it doesn't have to be that I- at all. Yeah. My thought for it being later was maybe then you could give it a reason for existing. I mean, I know, I know you said they were, you, you were thinking they would go really fast to, like, get get different places. I was thinking it would be either after, the, like, during the formula period or maybe, like, far after V or far after victory in some vague time frame of the UC where maybe things were very bad. Because things are always bad in the Universal Century, right? There's there never right. been a period where we we're like, hey, things are going great <laughs> um, right now. There's <laughs> always something's going wrong. And maybe people had just got so fed up they were trying to think of a way to right their wrongs somehow up to this right. point. But yeah. Interesting. So you were thinking like one year war time frame?
1: Yeah. I was thinking either this is happening in some corner of the earth sphere under Federation control, probably about the same time, you know, right before a bow or whatever the Federation had this project on the books and maybe they kind of half forgot about it or they're like, Oh sure. Whatever. Faster engines, you know, great. Just do whatever you want. Or, It takes place after the one-year war, almost very recently after the one-year war, because the Federation would be thinking, you know, we got caught with our pants down and we really got it handed to ourselves, right? (laughs) You know, and, you know, if one side could do this against our massive armada, what if multiple sides rebel in the future or something like that, you know? We could nip this in the bud using the Federation military if we could really uh, jump the fleet around, you know, in record time. So that's where sort of the the impetus of the uh, the project came from for creating this much faster engine. But as far as, the, you know, why why does the technology exist and all that, I was thinking it would, it would almost be like a fluke. Like the engine sort of worked on accident in a way or it worked in a way they didn't really expect. They're expecting mm-hmm. it to go, you know, at a rate that's a fraction of the speed of light maybe so they could just get around the earth sphere faster. But instead it ends up going maybe in excess of the speed of light. And then that's what causes them to go through time. But, you know, not to jump ahead really, but I imagine the series ending in a, in a way where they kind of counter or solve the grandfather paradox. Like the only way for them to go back to the old timeline is to maybe jump to the old timeline in a way where they can, I guess, battle themselves or destroy their own engine so that they don't have to go through that again. Mm-hmm. And that would explain why we never see time travel again in Gundam.
0: Oh, yeah. Those are all questions I have for you, actually. Oh, it would be interesting okay. to get there. So as far as the impetus for traveling through time, accident was one of the, the things I had listed of potential causes. So I had accident, but I also had, like, are they motivated to correct something? And maybe they, maybe it's both. Maybe they do it by accident, right? It happens. They travel. And then they accidentally mess something up in that timeline, and then maybe they jump back and they realize, oh, man, we screwed it all up now. And so in order to undo it, they have to they have to keep trying to jump to different points to try to undo it. and But it sounds like you were taking more of like a we-need-to-get-home approach, more of like a Stargate Universe approach rather than a uh, Avengers Endgame approach.
1: Pretty much, yeah. The series really is kind of a um, – it's fan y in the purest sense that we're going to be showing them – alternate universes you know it'll answer your what ifs what if zeon won the one-year war well you know garen would be running the show probably from earth and this is how things look and you know this is how bad things are getting uh cetera. you know so that the the crew and the cast they pop in probably try to survive a while while they're recharging their engine maybe using some type of solar system or something like that where they actually need to you know there's there's a, a not a time frame but um there's a top speed using solar power where they can recharge their experimental Minowski drive, right? Yeah. So yep. no matter what they do, you can't charge it faster. Maybe you can't charge it slower unless the engine's damaged or something like that. But you're kind of stuck in that alternate timeline until the engine's ready to go. So that would explain why they, you, they're they really just trying to survive for a limited amount of time rather than just, you know, oh, we can hop back anytime we want. It's, that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, regardless, you would need some reason for the characters to stay in that timeline for the duration of an episode or, or, or a few episodes, at least, before they move on, right?
1: Yeah, but I would imagine there's you know one or two uh, members of the cast that are um, some characters that are scientists, and uh, they're, they're able to pretty much reason out that this isn't actually the UC timeline, this is an alternate timeline different than our own. Um, We don't necessarily need to maybe correct things here and maybe correcting things here might be dangerous, but what we need to do is just focus more on getting home. But of course, you know, that could have some, some ramifications or repercussions of its own when they inevitably do start, you know, getting in combat with whatever alternate timeline they're in. And, you know, maybe before they wink out of like the, the Zeon victory timeline, um, since they're maybe the first Pegasus and first Gundam seen in, you know, decades or something like that. As they're leaving, it becomes clear that there's going to be a, a growing resistance to to Xeon or something like that.
0: Got it. So one of the reasons why I was thinking that maybe they would be trying to correct the timeline was because if they're just floating out there trying to get home, does that mean they have no control over where they're jumping to? Or like why don't they just go home right away, I guess?
1: Yeah, I would think that they're still... They know clearly the engine can move them through time, I guess, mm-hmm. but they don't know exactly, you know, how to actually steer so much the ship and the Gundam through time. Mm-hmm. So it's maybe when they do jump, they'll be within the Earth sphere, but not necessarily where they were previously. Got so, it. Yeah, sometimes they'll be on Earth or Luna or different sides, things like that
0: so a little bit more about how how the time travel works so does the gundam do the time traveling and the ship just travels with the gundam like does that mean that the gundam creates a time travel field of some size that that is able to take the ship with it or like does does the gundam have to dock with the ship because i was thinking like okay if it's just the gundam then that just means like the pilot is is going through space or going through uh going through time so how do you Uh get like how do you get the whole cast to go i guess
1: No, I was thinking in my head, okay, Federation's got the resources. They clearly wanted two types of experimental drives, right? You need one for ships, Mm -hmm. but then you also need one for mobile suits. So that's why there's technically two drives that are experimental. So we got one on the Gundam, of course, because they wouldn't put it on a GM, right? Whenever the Federation does anything experimental, they (laughs) always make their own Gundam. All right. And whenever they do anything experimental with a ship, It's almost always a Pegasus class, right? (laughs) So that's the reason why there's two ships. They essentially jump together. Maybe they somehow have to link or face each other. But um, I thought that would be interesting that, well, we, we need two ships to jump. So in certain situations, or pretty much all situations there's a limit to how much we can jeopardize the gundam you know we don't belong in this timeline to an extent we can't get too involved in whatever factions are fighting over in this alternate timeline we need to focus more on charging up surviving and getting out of here
0: yeah i had thought about that as well i guess my question was how much fighting are they looking to do in these different timelines it doesn't sound like like much right cuz it, it i guess it would boil down to are they able to repair their drives if they get damaged, you can't go home yeah. if your if your time machine gets broken. Which I guess that that could be a good like arc, right, or a good few episodes, right, right. where it gets damaged and they have to figure it out. And that's why I was thinking it would be further in the future because then it would be more dangerous. If like because if if you're from UC, you know, 350, the technology that you need to, r- to repair your drive doesn't necessarily exist in 0079. But um,
1: that's a that's an interesting idea. Yeah
0: but i think we're i think we're aligned on that that they probably wouldn't be looking to do heavy battling unless they were trying to influence something for like an objective like for example you're not saying they'd go back and just like participate in a battle coup or something
1: right yeah my vision is not so much that they're not going to fight there will be combat and stuff but it'll be much smaller in scope involving them you know if ideally what they would want to do if they listen to their science team is try to find a rock to hide behind until the engine recharges until we learn more and we can jump hopefully back to our original timeline where we were other than that maybe they'll get pulled into factions fighting and some fleet battles and stuff like that but they're ultimately they're one ship so their, their their characters will have enough sense to know our one pegasus class our one gundam and whatever handful of you know support gms or whatever mobile suits we have we're, we're really not going to overthrow you know an, or- an earth sphere under the control of the crossbone vanguard we're really not going to liberate earth from you know zeon under under giren's tyranny i mean earth under Z- giren's tyranny anything like that so they're they're smart enough to know this clearly isn't our timeline because of what's happened and also um we need to really focus on getting home the we can't change what's happened here, and we have a limited impact on what we can do to change the reality of what's going to happen in the future.
0: Got it. So, yeah, that, that was, I think, a fundamental thing I, w- I wanted to clarify as well. So the timelines that they're traveling to would be ones that exist independent of their actions, not necessarily as a result of their actions.
1: No. So if if they started, you know, in episode one in the in our UC timeline and it's 0080, when they jump to an Earth under Xeon control, maybe it'll be 085. Or when they jump to a you know a victorious Crossbone Vanguard, maybe it'll be you know 00100, or 0100 things like that. So they'll they'll know that it's not their time. And plus they'll meet like civilians, some friendly people or friendly ships or something like that. And they'll be able to ask questions and realize oh we're actually not in 080.
0: Yeah, one one practical thing I was trying to think of of like if we if someone did make this series, and you have this problem either way. So if you set it in 0079, um, or, or or after 0079, but not too far in the future, say 0080 or I don't know Zeta era or something, then the the Chrono Gundam will do very well against any suits that it, that it encounters in timelines you know before it, but it will be terribly outmatched if it travels to the future. Um, so that was yeah. something I was trying to think think through as well.
1: Yeah, especially, like, I mean, you can imagine how a suit from 0080, one that's not necessarily designed for combat, more for testing an engine, how that would perform against, you know, Denon Zons. Right, yep. Maybe even Gelgoogs or something like that. Right, yeah. So, Or w- whatever the Gelgoog would have evolved into. Uh, the Mars Zeon Gelgoog, obviously. Oh, boy. <laughs> that awesome-looking one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or um, I don't know, Neo Zeongs with legs. <laughs> Girin's bodyguard unit or
0: something. That's the only change in that timeline is that like the legs did get attached to the Xeong. <laughs> like what if that was all Shar needed, you know?
1: It probably was. I mean <laughs> who's ever trained with a legless mobile suit? You know, that's not done. At that
0: point you're just a, a mobile armor pilot, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I guess it was in space, so still <laughs> So question on the Chrono Gundam itself, in my mind this is a sufficiently special Gundam uh, in that it has like a sufficiently special ability that would give it an excuse to look different maybe than normal Gundams. So I guess I was just curious how you were picturing the Chrono Gundam. So is it like just another UC Gundam evolution? Like if you put it in a lineup with all the UC Gundams, would it fit right in? Or perhaps maybe, and I I know you have said said this was set um, you know roughly one year more, If it was in the future, maybe perhaps it would look closer to Turn A or have some sort of weird aesthetic to, when you look at it to be like, yeah, this clearly does something that's not normal. Or it could look you know maybe unfinished or or testy. I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of the Narrative Gundam, but the Narrative Gundam is basically like an unfinished New Gundam kind of looking thing. So yeah, yeah, I guess. How do you visualize the the Chrono Gundam?
1: Well, if it's taking place during the One Year War or about the end of it, and this was just an experimental kind of side project, I see it more as um, it looks like maybe a Gundam that was designed to move quickly. So they clearly thought they were making an engine that would start approaching fractions of the speed of light, and this Gundam would have to be, you know, able to take whatever heat was involved with that movement, or Structural stability, so it's gonna look like it was made with UC One Year War technology and would fit in that part of the lineup. But visually, it would look maybe, um, I guess, like a Go Fast Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> it won't have it won't have stripes or anything like that. But um, yeah, it's a Gundam that you'd you'd put at the front of a fleet that be rushing from side to side, moving at a, a fraction of the speed of light or something like that. If it was in the distant future, though, I would want completely to go in a direction closer to turn A where this is a a very much a a redesign from the ground up, centuries in the future or whatever. But, um, yeah, very much a a Gundam that at some point the design just took a whole new direction.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying it would need to look exactly like turn A. I'm just saying if you look... I think anyone would, would, would agree that if you look at turn A and you look at everything else... You're like, wow, Turn A is very unique. Yeah, and there's there's obviously a reason for that. You know, something to give that like effect. If someone looks at it and be like, yeah, no. okay, that's the time travel Gundam. Like, I get that one. And I'm not I'm not saying it would be like. I remember we were joking that it'd be steampunk. I definitely don't want like a yeah. steampunk looking <laughs> Gundam. No offense to like steampunk fans out there. I just I don't think that would work. But and then along the same line, will there be a variant that comes in a DeLorean color scheme? Or at least has <laughs> panels that open vertically, like a Delorean. Maybe,
1: maybe the cockpit'll open like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a kind of a, a side hatch. You can enter on the left or the right. <laughs> I'm kidding. No.
0: That'll be the the variant, like in the model magazine. You know,
1: should like the actual like engine schematics? Because like a lot of the times in Gundam, at least recently, they always show some type of schematic on the screen, right? Like the engine or mm-hmm. the core or something like that. The system. Um, should they have like a flux capacitor? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <Just> like a <laughs> wink, sure.
0: It can be like RX78- some numbers off the DeLorean's license plate or something. Sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> those those will appear somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One thing I had a question on was like, what type of time travel would this be? And it sounds like you're you're envisioning more like the end game, the Avengers end game style where there's many timelines that are independent Kind of of each other versus like the one timeline approach where whatever you do, it, it's all one timeline if that makes sense. So like the the end game yeah. versus whatever other examples they use in that show versus like uh versus like Tenant hot or something yeah like or that. like yeah. Hot Tub Time Machine or
1: yeah Terminator where there's one timeline but they keep changing things even though there's still one timeline and all right
0: time. yeah so you, so you're yeah. not in the Terminator world in this
1: no this will be very much you know we can even have a character you know Doctor I don't know. Dr. dr johansson or
0: dr, dr. gucci <laughs> doctor explains it
1: <laughs> yeah doctor Exposi- professor expository will explain <laughs> that you know as you know the engine you know the moment we tested the engine it kind of proves string theory right there'll be these alternate parallel universes that you know as far as they're concerned were the alternate universe so when we're hopping we're essentially going to different realities not any timeline that you know, is singular that we can change and then get back to our timeline and it'll be the same timeline. No, we might as well be jumping into, you know, a world where everybody's skin is purple or, you know, where (laughs) space is colored white instead of, you know, black, things like that.
0: So I'm trying to compare this to like other shows to like make sense of it for the listeners. So this strikes me as like this combination of two things. One, it's a little bit Stargate universe, right? Of like the, we need to get home, type thing, or, or you could even say like Star Trek Voyager.
1: Oh, absolutely, Voyager! It's a crew on a ship; they gotta get home.
0: Yep, yeah. but it's also a little bit of um, there was this Marvel comic series from the mid early to mid two thousands, uh, which is really good, uh, called Exiles, and it was basically okay. this team of heroes that was assembled. They were plucked from different timelines, and the only way they were allowed to go back to their to their world was to participate on this team for a while and what this team would do is it would hop from alternate universe to alternate universe and they were given like a a mission to, to complete to like fix something there so I, I see a little bit of that in this as well cuz it's it that's very much the tour aspect right so you have the ship yeah. on a ship trying to get home plus the tour aspect so to me this is voyager/stargate slash universe meets marvel's exiles
1: yeah that's that's a great comparison. I mean, it's ultimately fan service in the sense we're showing fans, you know, we're going to answer your what-if questions or, you know, alternate victories for each war in the UC timeline. This is what's going to happen. Or this is what would have happened if that other faction won and things went bad for the Federation and the good guys. Or at least, you know, the opposite of what actually happened. So we'll see, you know, Neo Zeon, Victorious, Zanskir, Empire, Crossbone, etc. Maybe like every two or three episodes they jump three to four, something like that. I don't want them to stay in a timeline, you know, too long. There's not much reason for them to stay since they need to just charge and keep hopping to get home. It's really, you know, a tour bus type event, really, you know, you drive through, you look around and then you move on as, as far as viewers and the audience.
0: There's definitely so- something to be said about brevity, right? You don't, you don't yeah. want to overstay your welcome. So like one episode per timeline seems like a good pace to, to be the, the general episode. I mean, maybe maybe there's a few longer stories here and there that go three episodes or something. Um, but I think that would work for like a 26-episode show. 50 probably yeah. a lot for this. No, I mean, you'd have to create much. a lot of timelines yeah. for that.
1: At, yeah. At, I, I kind of want like a timeline per conflict, if that makes sense. You know, there's there might not be a need to do, you know, 20 alternate Zion victories, right? Right. You know what? Would, what would Zion be like under Garm?a What would Zion be like under Cassiel? <laughs> what would Zion be like under Dozel? What would Zion be like under Giran? What would Zion be like under Sashril? <laughs> Sas- <laughs> what would Zion be like under Dagwin? If all the kids died, new. Just- <laughs> you know, it's, it's like okay. At a certain point, it's like all right, we get it. Zion yeah. won, and things were bad. Like no, we'll just have it under Giran and things will be bad. You know, what about Crossbone? Well, What if Cecily was in charge? Like, no. What if Carozo? No. What if uh, Dorrell? No. What if what if just Meitzer? He's like, okay, we'll just have a, a general Crossbone victory, probably <laughs> under Meitzer and Cecily. You right. know, Cecily went bad. You know, th- these, these timelines all have something in common. Uh, not necessarily specified right away, but somebody or events happened differently, and that led to the bad guys winning or the opposite of whatever each series ended in right okay and that's really what we get to see through the eyes of the characters and you know chrono gundam and the the chrono pegasus but something that i forgot to mention before was ideally i'd like this gundam and by extension the um you know whatever handful of support mobile suits were actually on the pegasus when it jumped you know ammunition's low they really were never planning on going into combat weapons are low They just had whatever was the the bare minimum Federation requirement for, you know, a a small test ship. So I thought it'd be cool if they go through the timelines, the Gundam kind of gets upgraded that way and gets
0: weapons that way. Mm, I like that. I like that. That really reminds me a lot of of Iron-Blooded Orphans where Mika took different parts of of things that, you know, that Mm -hmm. he he defeated. Like he took the, the tail from that mobile armor. Yeah. Um, kind of the same thing. Yeah, I
1: forgot about that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you'll you'll see, you know, at the end, the Crown Gundam will have, you know, weapons or defenses from, you know, a victorious Zeon, victorious Crossbone Vanguard, Neo Zeon, Zanscare, etc. Yeah,
0: that'd be cool if it if it brought home some like historically significant weapons, right? Like maybe, maybe it grabbed like the original Gundam's beam rifle or or. Uh, one of its beam sabers, or or something like that. Yeah, maybe.
1: I don't know. But it's just, I don't know. I thought that that would be the explanation for why the Gundam evolved because almost every Gundam series has the Gundam evolving in that way. It gets upgraded before, you know, at the halfway point, then it gets upgraded again before the final battle. So the reasoning for this would be, well, they're not getting supply shipments from the Federation or Anaheim Electronics or anything like that because they're in an alternate timeline. You know, for all we know, Anaheim Electronics was destroyed or outlawed or just butchered or whatever. In this timeline, the only option they really have is to kind of take what they find. So...
0: Yeah, I like that. That's what they do. Yeah. So before we get to maybe some specific examples of alternate things that you would like to look at, I want to sure. ask about the ending. Yeah. They basically get home, I guess, is, is the end to to their yeah. their universe. And I guess you alluded to this earlier. They, so they, you'd have them destroy their own engine. Because I think that's a question that people always ask about time travel, right? How do you put it back in the box right. at the end?
1: Yeah, I would want this to be... All right, I read about Tenet, but I didn't see it. So, from what I understood, that movie had like a really good example of how you can sort of undo things in the past, but at the same time, that is the timeline, and that would prevent things from happening in the future based on what you, from the future, going back into the past, undid. Boy, that's confusing.
0: It's like an infinite loop, right?
1: Yeah, but I want this series to end with them destroying the engine themselves. Maybe them coming back from the future and battling themselves to destroy the engines. And that way, moving forward, there's you know, that explains why in the future they never created time travel again or anything like that. You know, this problem, mm. whatever problems would have come from it, uh, never happened because they destroyed the drive. I want them to maybe Grandfather Paradox themselves. (laughs) So from the future, they come back, um, they destroy themselves, or maybe they jump even earlier before when they jumped originally in Episode 1, and they, whatever science way or by, by physical combat and destroying the actual experimental drives, they prevent what happened in the series from happening.
0: Got it. On that note, maybe this question doesn't apply anymore because they're not changing timelines, but I still want to get your opinion on it. If they were able sure. to change timelines and it, and it would impact things, and say they did go home and, re- and they won, right? They, they reset the timeline back to normal. They get back. Everything's good. But in good time travel stories, they may have reset everything back to normal, but sometimes there will be one subtle change that's either funny or very important. For example, in Stargate uh, SG-1 one of the best episodes actually i think it's i'm pretty sure the episode is threads but the team goes through all this stuff to reset the timeline back to normal and they make it back and they they they're fishing at this at this pond near the the main character uh, jack's house they've set up in during the series the whole time that he just likes fishing and that his pond doesn't actually have fish in it but he he just likes the act of fishing because he finds it relaxing <laughs> after they get done with all their adventuring through time, everything's good. They've reset the world back to normal. But then at the last moment in that episode, a fish jumps out of the pond. So in, in this reset universe, like he now has fish in his pond and they all like realize like, Oh, we did that. <laughs> so is there anything like that that you would have added?
1: I would like to like, I would like them to end the series with not being able to ever go through time again. That federation technologies have been lost or once they destroy their drives, The federation just kind of writes off the whole project, and everybody gets split up or whatever. But yeah, why not do something funny like that as a kind of closing wink or something?
0: Yeah, I think it'd be funny. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I'm not
1: sure what. Like, what would it be though? Like,
0: yeah, it could be you know a simple change (laughs) in a logo or or something. You know, something it'd have to be very subtle, right? You don't want to. Yeah. You want this to be a tour, not like a huge mark on UC history, right? I mean, you're you're kind of going in a circle here. Yeah. So last question about the end, and maybe this would be for the sequel, but maybe there's like a big... A sequel? Oh, God. (laughs) Maybe this question doesn't apply either. Um, But if you're blowing it it up, but maybe they get a... uh, My question was, will this be able to hop to other universes, like After Colony or Cosmic Era? Like, maybe they get an upgrade at the end of the series, or maybe they do put it back in the box, but turns out there's another one, right? And maybe it goes faster, and you end with a stinger of something shocking happening in like maybe the, the new crew jumps <laughs> and they end up in the cosmic era, for example, and they end up at the battle of Yaakindue. And instead of Kira leading the charge against Genesis, he's in a black freedom guarding Genesis and it, and it hits the earth or, you know, or something when it fires. So did you ever consider well, that this would go to, I don't want to call it an alternate timeline. Cause that's what we've been saying. Non-UC time, time but but non UC timelines. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I did. But I thought to myself, well, at that point, it's not so much we're jumping, you know, alternate realities within QC, which is the most kind of grounded of the Gundam universes, yeah. Gundam timelines. But it's, it, I it w- we would be jumping really to not even alternate universes, just completely different realities at that point. Yeah. You know, where there's not even minovsky particles in some of them and. So at first I thought, no, but if there was a sequel that did that and it was like starting, the starting point was the UC, I think it'd be funny or cool if like it was about Zeon stealing maybe the second Chrono Gundam and Chrono Mm -hmm. Pegasus. So these Zeon remnant forces steal it. Maybe there's some Federation people on board that they kind of, you know, take hostage and like, all right, you got to show us how this stuff works and, you know, boot it up so we can undo the (laughs) one year war defeat. And, you know, they jump, and then at the end of episode one, they're in the middle of a, a mobile fight in Mobile Fighter G gun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the poor Zaku would get trashed. Probably, yeah, but I don't know. At that point, maybe they don't have Zakus or something like that. Those poor Xeon remnants. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of the
1: most logical thing for the Xeon remnants to do, right? If they even got, like, the tiniest bit of intel that there was some type of time travel device or something like that they would really want to undo the one-year war when they were at the peak of their power. Yeah. They, they never again really got forces on Earth in the same way.
0: Or maybe they would try to bring something back with them to help them in the one-year war. That would be funny. Very interesting. Maybe. Or at least, yeah.
1: you know, information or something. But by that point, I don't I don't think the team that would be able to infiltrate Chrono Gundam Mark II and Chrono Pegasus Mark II would um, necessarily have, like, the, the cream of the crop stuff or a ton of stuff, you know? Yeah, that's true. Whoever's running Neo-Zen at that time probably has a, a fleet and they're doing something wacky again, like dropping an asteroid or, <laughs> you know, battling it out again with another Federation fleet, you know. So this little special team didn't really get much, I would imagine.
0: Or maybe it would be like a joke. Like like the, the Zeon forces are so, the Zeon <laughs> remnant forces are so inept that the, that they die, like, in their first jump. <laughs>
1: And then in the UC timeline there's like some Federation guards who are like, Hey, wasn't there a, a mothballed Mark II uh chronogunum <laughs> here or something like that? I guess exactly. they moved it. They're like, oh, oh well.
0: <laughs> uh, it'll work it will work itself out. Yeah. Somebody'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some specific examples? I know we we had talked to, so you, you mentioned a villainous Amuro. I think that would be uh terrifying.
1: Yeah. That's I think that would be one of the most interesting alternate timelines where the chrono gundam uh, characters they jump and you know maybe they recognize federation and uh, titans and they're like oh god you know we're saved i think we're home and then maybe on the screen pops um you know a, an admiral or commander armor of the uh, the titans so we we instantly know as viewers that oh sh- oh shit this is this is horrifying <laughs> you know
0: yeah something bad happened here <laughs> yeah and
1: it's not Amro in deep cover you know he quickly no. spouts yeah. off that you know are you guys you know filthy space noids or something like that or you know prepare to be boarded or something like that right. Yeah, it becomes very clear that I think uh, that, that amaro something happened, maybe Frau Bo was killed or his, you know, Tam Something, something traumatic happened where amaro did almost a complete 180 and he's, you know, pro-Earth to the point of being either replacing Paptimus or maybe he's Jamatov's new right-hand man, something like that. On the flip side, I would like that alternate Zeta timeline to also show other characters that are different, like a, a Basque Alm that's very, you know, brotherly and funny <laughs> and a really kind of a friendly guy. Maybe he's leading part of the resistance against the Titans. Maybe he's in part of Caraba or something like that. Yeah. A bright Noah that, like, is the captain of, you know, Amuro's ship or something like that. And he's, you know, he's really sadistic or something like that. He enjoys, you know, the chance that gas colonies or fire the, the now, you know, completely uh, in, nearly invincible grips laser. You know things like that.
0: So maybe Amuro and Bright are the only survivors of of the white base crew, or something. Maybe they lost everyone, and um, you know, it, it pushed them into a more extreme position.
1: Yeah, or or this Amuro just let the new type abilities just get to his head, and you know, uh, maybe ter- uh, Frau Beau got killed horribly in front of him, or something like that, by Zeon and. Now all the Zeon are bad. Not all space noise are bad. And, right. you know, he jumped at the chance to join the the Titans to, um, you know, really
0: rein in space noise and put them in their place. Yeah, maybe Tem Ray tried to cyber enhance him.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll see uh, Matilda in a timeline where she survived and she's, you know, now like an expert bombing run commander or something like that. She she uses like a a fleet or something to destroy you know rebellious colonies and stuff like that so just the characters we know and loved in in ways that where we see them that we'd like to hate them and characters we hated you know actually being uh, in these different alternate timelines is probably part of the resistance or characters we we cheer for you know very different people
0: yeah a a lovable and jolly basque om is hilarious to me
1: yeah you know he's a, a very much a, a dozzle almost for the resistance of whatever <laughs> titan's timeline they're in yeah probably worse for karaba something like that <laughs> but garen garen stayed the same <laughs> yeah <laughs> no amount of alternate decisions seem to do anything <laughs> in that timeline
0: would kaiselia always stay the same as well or, w- probably. or is there like a jolly well, kaiselia out there
1: i don't know i would imagine that's a good question in that in an alternate Xeon victory in the one year war timeline like for those four episodes would you want to see kaecelia still kill giren like right before they jump or something like that so she could like take the throne or would you want like by that point giren knew what was up and kaecelia was killed you know years ago in this Mm. timeline and he's just very much secured as you know the the emperor of the, the earth sphere well, that could be
0: a good running joke, right? I mean, maybe maybe they encounter he's that. yeah, him. maybe they encounter that moment in in various scenarios, but Cecilia always ends up killing him somehow. Yeah,
1: no matter what decisions yeah. happen, he always gets killed. Right? Yeah,
0: and, and it could be yeah. from you know small to big, right? I mean, she could shoot him like she does in the show. Yeah. She could, you know, just nuke the whole place just to make sure that he's dead. If she had, you know, if she wasn't close enough to to shoot yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, that that could be a funny running gag that just no matter what yeah. Garen does, he he he's, he's gonna get it.
1: Oh wow! What if she kills him with the solar ray? That'd be pretty oh, poetic. Yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah, before like they jump, she kills him with the solar ray. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one of the more intriguing ones is uh, a crossbone vanguard victory with Cecily. Yeah, uh,
1: at the head. That would be like, I envision that as maybe one of the more desolate ones. Actually, we'd probably see an almost, not almost empty, but a very, no, actually, yeah, an almost empty Earth sphere. It would be a timeline where Corozo and um, his little faction inside the Crossbone Vanguard managed to get the bugs onto Earth, onto Luna, onto the other colonies. So those were pretty much wiped out, and what we're just watching is really the Crossbone Vanguard growing and expanding into now the empty colonies, you know, uh, a human-free Earth and Luna, really building their insane... Um, society under the control of an aristocracy under Cecily and uh Dorell. Yeah, but maybe I would I would imagine, you know, the sort of heroes in that timeline might be led by Zabine, who's running sort of an internal resistance or something like that, because he really didn't seem to be going along with the program any more than he needed to. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could even have it be like an alternate Victory Gundam. Like, you, it could be set a little bit later, maybe Cecily's yeah. been in power for a while, and instead of, uh, you know, the antagonist of Victory Gundam being... Zanskar Empire you could have uh, Uso fighting against the crossbone Vanguard which actually maybe yeah, that was maybe, maybe that would have been a better idea to begin with
1: maybe <laughs> yeah
0: or, or we could see like the earth sphere under the
1: tyranny of the angel halo like right, that, yeah. that death star just ready to be unleashed on any
0: side or you know part of earth that doesn't cooperate I was trying to think of like what is the game over right if they travel all the way to the end what do they see is the bad version of the end? They, they go to the future and everyone's dead. And the only thing living is angel halo. Like that's so depressing.
1: Yeah. I was thinking about that. Well, I don't think that would happen. I think it would just be, you know, an earth sphere under the control of the Zanscare empire, probably a dead earth. But other than that, just, you know, a horrible police state to be under. But um, yeah. I was thinking like, at what point would they stop in this series? Like 25 episodes, you know, if I wanted to do the whole UC timeline, Technically, where do I stop? Do I stop at turn A? You know, do I do I stop at Gundam X? I don't know. I wasn't really sure. Yeah, Reconquista. I don't know. Yeah, that too. Maybe in like the final episode or second to last episode, they sort of do like a, a quick speed through of these alternate timelines as they finally realize they can you get the engine dialed home correctly. So you know, we do see a few glimpses of Reconquista, and then it jumps again, and we see. You know, a bit of turn A and then we see, you know, the mass colony drop from Gundam X and we realize Gundam X was actually part of UC. Yeah. There's there's a lot of things you can do, I think, in like a squeezing into like a final jump where we kinda of wink at like the non UC Gundams and the we say, yeah,
0: they were they were pretty much part of the UC timeline. Last question it. is would there be any sort of antagonist chasing them through these timelines or would just is the antagonist essentially the need to get home or time
1: no i i couldn't really think of like that might be too much i suppose yeah what would there be another group trying to chase them well that couldn't really work i thought because that would mean that there's another operational experimental drive at gundam and um pegasus from the federation that's being sent to follow them well you know at that point then cat's out of the bag kind of and federation should be able to Use this drive whenever they want. Um, yeah, that's fair. You know, should it be something like <laughs> some type of time creature, time force? <laughs> nope, no aliens. Back. Yeah, <laughs> no aliens. Like, no, we we don't need like the the demon that exists between you know the time and space. We, that'd be <laughs> that'd be too wacky. I thought. You know, should it be a version of themselves? Uh, maybe, but no. The clock is ticking. We don't have our enough weapons to you know slug it out forever. We don't have enough ammo food and water and all that maybe we'll meet some friendly factions or whatever in these alternate timelines we visit and they can give us some resupply but we need to get back to our timeline we don't belong here we'll probably be killed if we stay here longer than we have to one pegasus flying around in a, a xeon controlled earth sphere it's, it's a race against time before you run to like a, a fleet of size and get killed right yeah. so it's a matter of them mostly hiding and hopping i think
0: Mobile Suit Gundam, hide and hop.
1: There you go. <laughs> but of course, like any good Gundam, things don't always go right. And you're going to end up in battles whether you want to or not.
0: Such is yeah. the way of war. Yep, yep. Yeah, do you have anything else, Isaac, or should we wrap it up?
1: That's about it. I thought it would be a cool idea for a side story. It's the most fan servicey side story because we get to see all the other UC conflicts. <laughs> but we get to see different outcomes. We get to see this, the cool mobile suits we liked. A lot of characters come back. Uh, maybe they'll be uni- their uniforms will be different, but mm-hmm. um, they come back, and we get to see them. And hopefully, have a lot of shocking moments or Wow, I can't believe that's what you know. So and so would be like if they're on the other side, or etc.
0: What if Evil Amaro is a result of Bright just slapping him harder? Re- Bright need him. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. <in> that timeline.
1: <laughs> in that in that timeline, oh, Bright gave him a concussion, and like Amaro was never <laughs> the same. It was actually a bright punch. Yeah, he had CTE. (laughs) Yeah, the bright uppercut. (laughs) And then, yeah, ever since then, he's just... He's been on the (laughs) warpath.
0: Bright just gave him a Shoryuken, and it really connected.
1: (laughs) Shoryuken! Oh,
0: man. So I hope you enjoyed our discussion about Chrono Gundam. Let us know what you think about Isaac's idea. What potential alternate scenarios, alternate timelines you would like to see in such a series. Isaac, I gotta think you're not the first person to think up a time-traveling Gundam story. I wonder how yours measures up to what other people have thought of in the past. I wonder if some of the fans out there have their own time-travel idea in their head.
1: Yeah, I mean, really anything that would let us see, I think, alternate outcomes in our favorite Gundam conflicts. That'd be a cool story we'd all like to see, I think.
0: I'm just saying, that 50th anniversary is coming up in, uh, what, I guess, 8 years? Start planning it now, Sunrise. You can you can make it happen. Be awesome. Yeah.
1: Build a Chrono Gundam.
0: Isaac will consult. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe we'll make this a side story, an unofficial side story. <laughs>
0: yeah. It'll release for free. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. You can leave us a comment on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Our Twitter and Instagram is at ColonyDropCast.
1: Don't forget to hail Zeon.
0: Good night, everybody.